0: Morning everybody. I, uh, I'm in holiday mode. I'm just going to take my time. I'm going to stop touching that. <laughs> I've, uh, I've been to Queensland. I'm in Queensland mode. It was sunny and warm. The day I left the Gold Coast, the boys were swimming in the ocean and it was very, very good. I, I, before I start, I want to tell you a little bit of something of what I did. This is uh, this is me and my lovely friend Debbie, who's over there. Uh, on last Sunday, while you guys were sitting here, uh, Debbie and I were running the Gold Coast Half Marathon, and we smashed our time. Yes. Yeah. Uh we, we ran with a bunch of people, like a group of people from, from here that we run with regularly and we all set some goals and we made some plans and that's, uh, that's a bit of our group and the boys did some kids runs and we just had an amazing, amazing time. So not just an amazing time actually on the Gold Coast doing the run, but an amazing time doing all the training and the lead up to it and, you know, um, being together and being on the journey together of where we were going and what our goal was and, boy, have I got some news for you. On the 27th of November, there's a run from Lilydale Lake, and it's called Run for the Young, and we are all going to do it. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. You can choose from the five kilometre, you can choose the 10 kilometre, the 21 half marathon, or the 42 kilometre marathon, which Troy is doing, all on his own. Um, But we would love for you to put it in your diary, come and have a chat to me. There's a whole bunch of us who've already said, look, we're interested in doing something. There's a bunch of other people that I've already talked to to who are interested in training for a half marathon, which is 21 and a half kilometres. See at the top there, it says walk or run. So even if you're like, oh, 5K, I reckon I could kind of like half walk and half run it. Great, you're in, sign up. Come and let me know that's the 27th of November. We're going to do it like as a big group and it's going to be fantastic, isn't it? Put your hand up if you're keen. <laughs> Debbie Hatton. <laughs> Troy. Um, so that, that's going to be great. Anyway, moving right along. I want to talk a little bit more about this whole idea of the journey and the skinny road that we've been talking about. Last week, Steve talked about the idea that Jesus invites people to come follow me. And he was actually, he was pretty cool with it all. He would just walk up to a couple of fishermen and he would go follow me. And they would pack up their stuff and they would follow him. He walked up to a tax collector in his booth and he said, follow me. And he did. It was amazing. Um, he had so many people following him that he actually had some times where he needed to find another solution, you know, where he actually had to kind of withdraw from the crowds because it was all a bit too much or, or get out in the boat so that he could speak to the crowds more clearly. There was one time when there were so many people following him that he said, I need to go up the mountain." just to kind of have a bit of a break from the massive crowd and draw in my closest followers. And he went up the mountain and they sat down and he had a bit of a conversation. And that is in the passage that we're going to have a bit of a look at. We know it, some, some of us may know it as the Sermon on the Mount. And it's about what Jesus talks about when he withdrew from the big pile of followers and just gathered in those close ones. And he talked about what life is like. It may look simple to say, follow Jesus. Sure, not a problem. But when Jesus withdrew up the mountain and he started spelling out to those closest followers what it meant to follow him, there was some fine print. He was actually telling us it is not going to be easy. But the the whole idea of actually following Jesus, I wanted to... um, So if you want to turn to Matthew 5 to 7, that's the passages that I'm going to have a bit more of a broad look at. So if you've got your Bibles or if you've got an app that you can look it up on, please turn to that and have a bit of a look. But I wanted to start with this one line. This is from John 8.12. It says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. That is what Jesus is saying. And so when he went up to the fishermen and he said, come follow me, and when he went to all the people that ended up following him, that's what he was saying. He I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you will always walk in the light. The other thing that he talked about, and I think I've got it here, is I want to read from you Luke 4, 14 to 21. This is really in the beginning of Jesus' work that he was starting to do in his ministry. And it says, Jesus returned to Galilee powerful in the spirit. News that he was back spread through the countryside. He taught in their meeting places to everyone's acclaim and pleasure. He came to Nazareth, where he'd been reared. As he always did on the Sabbath, he went to the meeting place. When he stood up to read, he was handed the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. Unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it was written God's Spirit is on me. He's chosen me to preach the good news to the poor, sent me to announce pardon for prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the burdened and the battered free, to announce this is God's year to act. Then he rolled up the scroll, handed back to the assistant and sat down. The eyes of everyone was on him and he said, You've just heard scripture make history. It came true just now in this place. All of those things that were promised, Jesus stood up and said, they are here. Today is the day. The kingdom has come. But he took those followers up the mountain and he said, let me tell you, the journey is not going to be easy. Come follow me? Sure. What? Up there, on that track, is what I sometimes feel like saying. So, um, I've got some fabulous pictures, hopefully, (coughs) if they work. So, So, we saw the journey of Frodo following Gandalf to Mordor. What about this path? Anybody want to go hiking on that path? I'm a big fan of hiking. I love a good walk. That one's a bit different. What about that one? Anybody keen? Yeah, there's always a couple. There's always a few who are keen. He's tied in. How hard could it be? Um, what about this one? That's, there's probably crocodiles or alligators or something underneath there. That is a path I would not want to walk. Yeah, and that one, I don't know where that is, but that is real. And that is somewhere that I actually would love to see but not walk on, because that's weird. Um, This one at least has a rail, which is great news, but um, that is one big sheer drop. What I feel like is when I read the passage from today that we're going to look at some more about the narrow path, is I I feel like that's what Jesus is asking me to do. He's saying... I want you to follow me. It is going to be a narrow path. It is going to be a tricky road. It's not going to be easy. So Bilbo Baggins said, what did he say? I wrote it down. Um, It's a dangerous business, stepping out your front door. I really like that. And I like the image of um, Samwise Gamgee. He's standing there and he's saying, this is it. If I go any further, that's the furthest I'll ever be. There is a journey ahead in life, and Jesus is asking us to follow him. So I'm going to talk about why I think the journey is difficult and narrow. Jesus, when he's up the mountain in chapter 5 that we're looking at today, he says, You've heard it said, You shall not murder, and anyone who murders will subject be subject to judgment. Sweet. Not not intending on murdering, all good, not a problem. But, I hate it when there's a but, but I say, that's Jesus, but I say that anyone who's angry with a brother or a sister will be subject to judgment. He's making the path a bit narrow. He goes on to say, You've heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. No problem, not a problem, no plans. But I say, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in, her in his heart. It's getting skinny, that road, that path. He's saying, follow me. Sure, don't murder, don't commit adultery. Actually, he's taking it so much further and requesting so much more of us. You've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say... If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other also. Give them your coat, give them your shoes. You know that passage? You've heard it said, love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Hang on. Love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you. I wonder, I wonder if you may have come across that before and read it and gone, yeah, no. And was, Actually, that's really hard. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Jesus is calling us to walk a narrow path. It may be easy to say, well, you know, I'm not, not intending to murder anybody but don't be angry with somebody. Don't be angry. In fact, it says don't be angry with your brother. Now, hang on a minute. Anyone here met my brother? (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you, I have quite good reason to be angry with my brother. So, I'm going to tell a story. It was not last Christmas, but the Christmas before. And my brother had decided not to come to family Christmas because whatever. And... um, And... So, my mum rang him and said, well, I'm going to come over in the afternoon then and give the kids their presents and see you and have a bit of afternoon tea and da, da, da. And so she got there and he was in a bit of a funny mood and she went in and I, I won't relay the conversation because I'm not supposed to use that language, but it was pretty tense from the very beginning. Where do you want me to put the presents? I don't care where you put the presents. We're sick of all this. Well, I brought some food for us to share. Oh, we don't need food. There's plenty of food. Well, what do you want me to do? Well, I don't care. What are you even here for? And this, this banter, you can imagine it, this banter's going on where, where my mum's saying, well, I just wanted to bring presents over. And he's like, well, we're sick of your presents. We don't want your charity. We don't even want you to come here anymore. And she walked over and she went to um, put her keys in her handbag which were right next to him and he grabbed at her arm and he said, get out of the house. We don't want you here anymore. And as she left, he's piffing the kids' Christmas presents back out the front door. Onto the front lawn, and she can see as she's in the rearview mirror as she's driving away, he's piffing the Christmas presents out the door. Um, I don't know, I might have wanted to. No, that's not right. <laughs> Anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be, oh, you know, that is actually a really skinny road. And the world out there will tell me, you've every right to be angry with your brother. You have absolutely every right to be angry with him. He deserves it because he acted so wrongly. But Jesus is saying, come and follow me. Follow me on the skinny road. And that's really, really hard. Um, You know, and even this eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, we we love tit for tat in life, don't we? Well, you know what? she didn't invite us to her son's wedding so we're not inviting her to our daughter's wedding (laughs) and the world will say fair enough too she should have that's not good enough good on you but actually Jesus is saying it's not about an eye for an eye turn the other cheek if they ask for you you know choose if you'd ask for your jacket give me a shirt as well he's saying you go you go over and above that's a skinny road it's a really skinny road and and this last one I, I just you know the world tells us everybody out there the media everybody tells us it is okay to not like your enemies in fact I, I was just thinking that idea that if someone is not nice to me or someone I've got a problem with somebody or they act inappropriately towards me, I'm actually told to ignore them. Just, just ignore them. But this is saying, love your enemies. Because I'd be happy to just ignore them. But Jesus is saying, follow me on a skinny road and love them. Pray for those who persecute you. That's a big call. And so, I've actually written in my notes here, what? It's far too hard. That is far too hard a path to walk, isn't it? It's actually a really skinny, narrow path. And I've got that picture there because that's what he would, be, that's what he would have, those followers of Jesus would have been picturing, like that really little skinny road. And I was doing some research and, and the, the, the wording in it, the Greek word, actually, um, it doesn't talk about narrow, it talks about compressed like you might compress the grapes to make the wine. It's about being compressed down and it's the kind of path that only one person can kind of navigate at a time. Um, And and it's important to remember that not everybody stayed following Jesus. Plenty of people stood up when he said, come, and some of them wandered back away, faded into the background because what he was asking was far too hard and we just certainly weren't prepared to do it. Like the rich young ruler he said hmm too big an ask too hard even his closest followers struggled with it peter went you know right towards you know when when jesus was going to the cross someone said to him hey aren't you with that guy jesus and peter went no don't know him three times he actually demands a very narrow path so I was thinking about the wide path and um, and it 's like the super highway through life. actually, it gets a little bit congested that 's a real road it 's a bit crazy it 's like someone it 's like the 50 lane superhighway or something ridiculous. Um, but you know the wide path it 's easy because you actually just get pushed along you don 't have a choice as to when you go there. you just move along with it. Um, On the day before I did the half marathon up on the Gold Coast, I'm going to keep saying that because I'm really proud. (laughs) On the day before I did the half marathon, um, my my eight-year-old Oliver, he ran the two-kilometer kids run because two kilometers is a long way for a little boy. And there was a point at the end where they had the parent kind of catchment, catchment area and the kids were supposed to cross the finish line and come into this catchment area and we were meant to tell them which colour marker we would meet them at. And I said, I will meet you at Blue Zone. And there was this great big huge inflatable blue bollard that he was meant to come to to find me. He didn't go to the orange one or the green one or the yellow or whatever it is. He was meant to come to the blue one. But what happened is my eight-year-old is down here And the the, the crowd just comes in and crosses the finish line and he's like, he doesn't even look up to go, wonder where the big blue bollard is to find mummy. He's actually just kind of gotten pushed along with the crowd and he's ended up at the exit and some guy said, you can't go out without an adult, mate, go back. And he's like, but I've got to find mum, she's out there. You know, because he'd just kind of been swept along. And I think that is what the wide road is like for us in life. We actually don't realise... It's not that we're choosing the wrong thing, it's just that we're to, we're not choosing, we're just going along. We're just we're just being angry at people. We're just searching after treasures that you know that we're storing up for ourselves. We're just sitting in anxiety and anxiousness because you know that's what the world says to do. We're just ignoring people that we don't like and we're being swept up in it and we're not actually making choices like Oliver, kind of just being swept along. I think that's what the wide road is like. Um, And I hate TV reality shows because they, for me, just epitomise all of the things that Jesus is telling us not to be. It's just people behaving badly, setting up others to fail, gossiping about them when their backs are turned. It's just the wide, easy road. Everybody's acting that way so we're all just going to act that way. We're not making choices. Um... And I think it's also really easy to think you're on the narrow path and exit it and then all of a sudden discover you're on the wide path. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. But things like um, after work when the boys are having a drink and um, getting involved in telling the dirty jokes. When someone lends you something and they don't ask for it back, so you just keep it. When you feel entitled to be angry with somebody... And payback seems like a very valid option. The other day when I was stuck at the airport, because our flight had been delayed, and the lady next to me heard me say to the kids, I know the weather's going to be nice on Sunday, but I think we're going to be quite busy. Sunday's a really big day for me. And the lady said, why is Sunday a big day for you? Uh, You know, the wide road, I just, lots of things on. But the narrow path is when I say, actually... You know, I'm, I'm actually speaking at our church on Sunday morning. And, you know, I'm actually going down that path and explaining that. It would just be so much easier. So I, I picked this picture. For me, that's the wide path is we're just like sheep. We're just wandering down and we're not choosing. Does that make sense? We're not choosing. We're just kind of following. So the skinny road, the narrow road, this is a, this is a road we actually have to choose to go down to follow Jesus on. So, after I spent quite a bit of time being really, 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 really angry with my brother, but I didn't murder him, but being really, really angry with him, it was the 17th of January, so I was angry with him for quite a while, and I was having lots of arguments with him in my head, and I was quite pent up over all of the things I wanted to say to him, or go and bash down his door and give him a bit of this. Um, The 17th of January, and I know the date because it was his birthday, and he hadn't been answering my calls. Um, because he obviously knew my number. So I went into work, and I rang him from the work line. His son answered the phone, and I put on a very formal voice and asked to speak. to. And he got on the phone, and he said, hello, and I said, hey, it's Evan. I'm just ringing to say happy birthday. And he went, yeah, waiting for the rest. And, and I just was able to just have a nice conversation with him without the anger, and he knows that I know what he did and he knows that I'm not happy about it and I'm not letting him off the hook but it was actually a really hard choice to choose not to stay in anger but to choose that narrow path and go I'm going to ring him for his birthday because he is my brother and I love him and maybe if the truth be known if Matt can confess to taking the wide road and knocking out the basketball player I'm still a little bit angry but I'm still choosing regularly to try and take that narrow path. I was talking to somebody a little while ago. Um, I, was, I was sitting beside this lady that I know quite well and her son was up the front and he was leading this great thing and, you know, um, just, just loving Jesus, loving being a follower of Jesus. And I turned to her and I said, hey, look at your son up there. You know, isn't, isn't that great? Good on you um, for, for instilling in him the ability to follow Jesus. And she said, well, let me tell you, it was not an easy road. Every single Sunday morning, year after year after year after year, he would say, Mum, I just want to play footy. And she would say, you can't play footy because it's on Sunday morning and we go to church. And she chose the really skinny road and it was a really hard choice. But I think in the end she saw the payoff. But those are the moments when it's just easy to kind of take the wide road and follow where everybody's going as opposed to taking that narrow, making a decision and a choice to follow Jesus. Micah 6.8 says, What does the Lord require of you? To act justly, love mercy and walk humbly with your God. And that's what he's asking us to do. He's asking us to walk that narrow path. And uh, like the, the little fishy swimming the wrong way, if we are not feeling the squeeze of decisions in our life, then perhaps we're not on the narrow path. If, we, if, we, if life is just kind of rolling along, rolling along, and we are not feeling that squeeze of like, is, do I, can I act this way? Can I respond to this person in this way? Can I, can I take this higher road? Then, then perhaps we're not on the narrow path. Because I actually think it's meant to be a constant choosing, 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 choosing. Rather than just the flow of the superhighway. I think that there are indicators that will tell us whether we're on the narrow path or the wide road. I don't know whether I've got more slides. There's another one. Change the scene. Um, If you have constricted choices, perhaps you are on the skinny road. A bit like skinny jeans. There's not a lot of room for movement. <coughs> I thought that went up this morning. I thought that was good. <laughs> if there are loads of people making the same choices as you, it's probably not the skinny road. If you are living the same as the vast majority of people around you, it's probably not the skinny road. If people can't tell that you are a follower of Jesus, it's probably not the skinny road. If you're just getting pushed along and not actually making decisions, it's probably not the skinny road. If you are not hot on Jesus' heels, it's probably not the skinny road. If, um, If your life choices are about your needs and not the kingdom... It's probably not the skinny road. This verse, um, which I don't even think I put up there somewhere, it was uh, Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Um, He talks about the gate, the path, the company and the destination. The gate is Jesus because he says, I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me. Jesus is the gate. The path could be narrow or wide. The company may be many or few and the destination is life or destruction. It's a great passage. It's a great passage. Our life is a great balancing act and if we're following Jesus, we'll have tough choices to make all along the way how am i going for time am i out of time yeah yep i thought so so i wanted to finish with according to psalm 119 jesus's word is a light to our path and a lamp to our feet the bible the word is a light to our path and a lamp to our feet so going the skinny road it it may be skinny and it may be narrowed it may be compressed but jesus is right there lighting the way guiding our path all the time I'm walking the Queen Charlotte Track in New Zealand later on this year and I know it's going to be a difficult and a rough road but I know that the views are going to be worth it. I know the company that I'm going with is going to build me up and I know that the, uh, the destination at the end is going to be fantastic. And if we follow Jesus on the narrow path, then we will actually be the light of the world and people will see us and people will look and people will say that person's decisions are different and we will reflect Jesus in our lives. So my question's for you at the end. If you haven't decided to follow Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the light and the way to the Father, then maybe what you need to do is what Frodo did in that scene with Samwise Gamgee. When Samwise said, I don't know if I can take this step Find yourself a Frodo who will say, come on, I'll take this step with you. Come along to the journeys. Come along to the journeys and find out about what is it to take that first step of following Jesus on that narrow path. And if you have followed Jesus and you want to stay on the narrow path, then I challenge you to ask the question, what does it mean for me? to choose the skinny road? What does it mean for me in my life to take the narrow path? What does it mean for me to follow Jesus in everything? No matter if he calls me here or he calls me there, I've got to make a decision about this or a decision about that. I'll challenge you, ask the question. We're going to sing a song in a moment and I want you to take this time just to sit and to think, what are the things in my life where I am on the wide superhighway and I need to make a choice to find the exit and to follow Jesus on that skinny road? What are the things that I need to do? And he'll tell you, he'll point them out to you, he'll make them clear to you, he'll bring them to your mind. Ask him, what can I do to stay on the skinny road, to stay hot on Jesus' heels? And you'll know you're on the skinny road because that's the one he's on. So pray about your journey and ask God to reveal to you what's the skinny road for me.